Welcome, welcome. Welcome to the first episode of Sus Speaks. I am the degener of the hour coming to bring those that will listen, advice, perspective, and insight in all things market, money, and mental health. First topic for today is the current debate slash dilemma of the U.S. economy, whether or not to bail out major U.S. companies. Examples being airlines, cruise ships, restaurants, and hotels. Now, there are two sides of this dilemma where each side has their own way of fixing it. And then there is my side of the take. Uh, And then we'll go over all three in today's episode. Uh, Starting with side number one, also the most hated, which is Wall Street and the hedge fund guys. Now, on this side, they are screaming for bailouts, uh, requesting immediate government assistance to bail them out of crushing debt coming from their massive borrowing, whether it be mortgages or loans needed to purchase uh, assets, uh, assets such as airplanes, equipment, etc. Um, the equipment, the uh, the arguments on this uh, on this side is that this is that this was an unavoidable current event took them by blindside and is considered a natural disaster because it is a natural disaster they are entitled to government benefits since they claim they could not do anything to soften the blow financially now what makes this extremely extremely complex that i feel like no one wants to realize or see is that companies like boeing a huge empire in the airlines everybody's heard of them everybody's probably fly their planes at some point do a lot for the world economy they connect major countries together, uh, provide flights for passengers, uh, do exports and imports, help out the U.S. government by um, bringing in massive economic stimulus like tourism, uh, donating and loaning planes to the military. These guys do a whole lot. These airline guys are huge, and it is impossible for them for the government not to hear their voice and opinion. Now, however, they are not so clean when it comes to their finance books. In fact, um, at the top of my head, I can't remember which airline specifically did this, but I know for one fact, for sure, one company spent 97% of their fucking revenue, remaining revenue of the quarter, on fucking buybacks for their own stock. This is completely idiotic, almost on the verge of being retarded. Instead of using this money to take care of their employees renegotiate loans to soften up the blow, pay off substantial mortgages. (laughs) No, these dipshits instead use practically all their money on their own stock buybacks. For those that are new to the markets, a stock buyback essentially uh, in the most basic terms means a company buys their own shares on the stock market with the idea that they are reinvesting themselves with great belief they are bigger than their current evaluation um, for, for an example, um, I'm XYZ company and I'm trading at $100 a share and I thoroughly, thoroughly believe uh, our game plan for the next 10 years is huge. Is going to like, everything's going to skyrocket. We're gonna, we are going to become a huge household name. Uh, we're going to buy for $100 and then in the following years, our stock will soon to follow boost up to like, let's just say 150 and then we'll make substantial profit from that. Now, to anybody that follows the markets or even has two fucking brain cells, uh, who in their right mind would use their own, all of their own monkey, uh, all of their own money of that on buybacks when the entire fucking economy is going under, not just the US, but the world economy? 
Holy shit. This has to be the biggest dickhead move I've seen in a long time. However, just because these idiots practically burned all their money on a YOLO trade with the amount of thought it takes for someone to blink does not mean they are not entitled to a bailout. Statistically speaking, as an airline with Corona wiping out the majority of all the revenue and profits, there isn't a whole lot they could have done. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. They could have made smart money moves, soften up the blow. But to me, they couldn't just completely avoid this. I mean, of course, they could still maintain their, uh, I don't know if Boeing is big on the export imports of just cargo planes. I don't know how big they are on that, of course. They could still hold that up, uh, hold that up on their end and just cut off um, basically all tourist attractions like, um, you know, inner city, interstate uh, traffic, airline traffic. They could shut that down. Of course, it's going to hurt them a lot, but they could keep that side of the that side of the business up with the exports uh, imports to other countries that actually do have money because um, uh, all the countries are suffering right now um of course uh yeah of course um i'm gonna give this advice uh, as somebody that's not looking at the balance sheet i'm no big accountant but from someone that has a pretty good experience in finance um i would say just for them to t- uh, sell all major non-essential assets like big old um, jumbo jets that they're not using that are usually normal use for um, interstate travel. Um, or better yet, they could just use, uh, go ahead and if trade is good enough for exporting and importing, they could just use that, uh, use those planes to aid that side of their business. Um, yeah, just basically start off as a small airline. Uh, in my opinion, that's what they should do. Um except with their the benefit of a massive infrastructure and their connections, uh, let the demand guide them for when it's time to buy more jets, more assets. Uh, so just at the moment, just kind of downsize. Uh, in conclusion, for these airline guys, I'd give them a very minor assistance since they are huge contributors to the economy. However, I would assign a third-party bookkeeper and finance advisor to look after their balance sheets because, honest to God, I don't trust them and all these idiots obviously have no idea what they're doing if they're going to spend 97% of their own fucking money on their own stock, which is, which anybody could have predicted was going to go down with this huge global uh, pandemic at hand. So I would obviously have someone babysit them as well as give them a minor boost because of course, hundreds of billions of dollars of jumbo jets, airline airliners paying for employees, all that shit is not cheap whatsoever and of having about 60 to 70 percent of your business absolutely halted is going to create a huge crater in all in all things money um let's see on to the next onto the next sector would probably be the restaurants in my opinion since to go is still a pretty major thing uh with mcdonald's you know jack in the box uh, even even your sit-down restaurants like chili's gringos all of them still running on to go I, I would hesitate to give them, per se, a bailout, but more of an assistance. Because, um, because the business is still up. It's just, it's just, it just has to adapt in a different way. If money could still come in, there's still money to be made. You aren't completely shut out like uh, a big chunk of the airlines with a lot of their uh, revenue coming in from tourism, a lot of people just traveling state to state, visiting families or whatever. With that being cut off, that that's huge and very crippling to them. Of course, with all their loans taken out for jets, airlines, etc. Talked about it. Um, restaurants aren't 
that in need of assistance because I mean, all they really, unless you're a massive chain, all you have to really deal with is the mortgage of your restaurant, your employees, and then the food you bring in, um, and maybe some franchising fees. That's really it. Restaurants, and I believe restaurants that are smart in their bookkeeping, have their heads on right, have a good accountant, um, aren't leveraging themselves to their fucking eyeballs with debt, just absolutely engulfing all their revenue. Being just, you know, being smart, strong restaurants will survive and they should be fine. Uh, Even though people aren't going to be as spending as much, well, I'll get to later, won't be spending as much due to lack of, lack of employment, lack of money, Uh, they won't be spending much. There's still, there's still a need for it. So I feel like they should be fine. Uh, Next, next major, uh, next major sector that is asking for bailouts would probably be the cruise ships. Um, cruise ships and hotels. I don't know much about these two sectors, to be honest. However, I do feel like cruise ships and hotels should be fine. Cruise ships are majorly depending on, uh, dependent on exports and imports. Because of this, as long as they have trades with countries that are not just swimming in debt and have no money at all, they should be fine because trade has not completely come to a halt. It's just slowed down. But as long as there still is something, they should still be fine. I mean, running at 100%, your business should be still taking in profit. If you if you get cut hard enough, the profit should just go away. Now, if it starts cutting out like you can't keep up with the bills, then you should downsize. Of course, um, I feel like all I don't care who you are. Any business at this moment should either downsize if you see major revenue cuts. And if not, if you're a business that actually thrives in this kind of environment, I would say expand, expand beyond your means because the the borrowing limit is to fucking infinity at this point. Interest rates are dog shit and you get the best deal of your fucking life. Once in a lifetime opportunity. That's what I would do if I was in a pandemic rich environment that thrives on this kind of scenario. So that's, that's a good advice right there. Um, yeah, but hotels, hotels, even though people aren't going to be traveling as much, um, I feel like they, they could convert into something else. I feel like versatility is very important during these times. As long as you can remain flexible, keep your ass out of heavy, like ridiculous debt and just, just play it smart. You should be fine. People fail to realize just because I'm not too sure if they they don't know or they just don't care. When shit hits the fan, you need to be able to adapt, to adjust. You can't just open up your hands and go to the government and ask for money. Even as a citizen, you shouldn't be able to be like, damn, my job sucks. This country sucks. I need money from the government. Give me now or I'm going to die. No, that's not how it works. If you want socialism, go to a different country. This is... This is, by nature, a capitalist country. Everybody trying to make a name for themselves, a business. Um, with that with that groundwork being laid, you should be able to be flexible. You should be able to, to adapt to your surroundings. Because in times like this, you're going to see who the big dogs are. And you're going to see who has their books right. And at these times, you're going to see who's over-leveraging, over-leveraging themselves, who was being a complete dumbass, and just taking advantage of what is now an, what was an 11-year bull run. Which was, which, I mean, at the time, I won't get too much in detail, but at the 11-year bull run, it was fucking free money, honestly. Uh, you could make any trade in the stock market and you'd probably make money. Those were the good old times. Now, I'm honestly, I'm struggling to trade right now. Shit's, shit's hitting the fan so hard. Things are 
things don't make sense. Everybody's mad. Uh, it's just a bad time to trade and make money at this time. But again, that's a topic for another time. Uh, that's probably that probably wraps up for this Wall Street guys of this segment. Um, on the second side, which is the majority, and of course everybody favors, is the people. People desperately need a bailout. I cannot stress this enough. Uh, people are the grassroots of the of any economy, really. Um, without people, you don't have business. When people aren't giving you money, when people aren't, you know, money's not exchanging hands. People aren't making money. People aren't circulating it. Sh- shit is shit is not thriving. Shit's not healthy. Shit needs to change. Now, when no one has enough money for f- basic necessities like housing, food, clothes, all that shit, that that is a major problem. And even though $1,200 was a nice step in the direction, um, <laughs> it is not a one-size-fits-all. $1,200 should last you the whole quarantine. That is not, <laughs> that is not believable. That is true. Not uh, realistic at all. Now, what should happen is I feel like we should ta- lean more in the direction that Canada is taking. Canada currently, I'm not uh, too familiar with the exact numbers, but I know Canada for sure is leaning towards I think I think they said a four or five thousand dollar upfront check and then you get two thousand depending on your family size two thousand a month for like the next four or five months or how however however long the quarantine lasts see that's a really good I feel like that's a really good really good setup that's a really good system because with with that amount of money that's a whole lot more than we're getting when you're getting that much money uh, big, bigger families are healthy. I feel like uh, upfront five thousand dollars is a good idea because um, they've been without money for a long time. Uh, Two thousand dollars a month that should that should be a good limit. If you if you ex- if your bills exceed that, you should probably start selling stuff, probably downsizing. Uh, it's going to test how flexible you are in times like this. That is a good step in the right direction. That's taking care of the people. That's taking care of the long run, uh, long run financial game plan. Now. When, when, of course, money, uh, people make up the economy, they are the grassroots, uh, with empl- unemployment being so high, people always try to freak out about the unemployment numbers, 13 million, never before seen, have no job, not including people that didn't file for unemployment, uh, which I didn't, to be honest, I didn't file, I didn't even know how to, I just got another fucking job, but you have, to, okay, hold on, let me, uh, let me start over, hold up. Okay, 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 um, okay, okay, I found it again, I found my train of thought, would people like to forget about the unemployment, unemployment numbers should have been really high to begin with, because, I mean, we've, no one's, in the 21st century, in modern times, no one's really seen a severe outbreak. I mean, you could bring up SARS, Ebola, all that shit, but that really didn't get out of hand like this has. This wasn't very contagious, didn't have uh, asymptomatic. Um, it didn't bring businesses to a halt. That's that's what's different about this than uh, any other, like the Great Depression. No virus was around during the Great Depression that physically stop you from going places that was just numbers numbers got bad bad borrowing banks did dipshit things that's basically what caused that now with this this is a whole different whole different realm this is a whole different category unemployment should be high 
as it should because nobody has their jobs because they're in quarantine. That shouldn't become to uh, come a shocker. Now, because people do not have jobs, um, they're not going to make money. That's why the checks come into play. The checks are also very important because people need to pay their mortgage. Mortgage isn't talked about or uh, talked about or stressed enough because uh, the government also has a big step in mortgages. In case people aren't very fam- uh, familiar how the mortgage system works is that banks basically see this house that you want to buy. They either own it or have someone else that already owns it. And what they do is they make a transaction. Uh, when you file for a mortgage, it's basically a contract that says, hey, uh, we, went, we went through your background, uh, your credit. Uh, you did a down payment. You look good to go to spend 15 of the rest of uh, 15 years of your life um, spending $1,200 or X amount of dollars on this house that you owe, you are basically now a slave for us for 15 years, unless you try, you know, you try to sell it or you do something else with it. It's basically what happens. Now, if you cannot fucking, uh, see with the bank, this is an investment for them. When they give you this mortgage contract, that is an investment for them because of course they're, they charge you interest that they're making money off you. That's how that thing works. Now, when you can't pay them, that is considered a bad investment for banks. Banks are always supposed to come out on top because that's what they keeps the economy moving. Banks supply small business loans. They provide mortgages. They provide lending. They are a big backbone of the economy. Now, when you can't pay your mortgage, the banks have to pay the mortgage now because sometimes they owe other people too. That's, that's entirely possible. Sometimes they owe other, uh, other banks or other institutions money. Now, when the banks get enough mortgages that they cannot handle themselves, they start to go under. When banks start to go under, now there is less money to be lent for small businesses. There's less money to be taken out for new homes. Lots of things come grinding to a halt because then when the banks can't pay for it, the government has to take up the tab. But... As you can see, this is a domino effect. When you can't pay it, the banks can't pay it. When the banks can't pay it, the the government's stuck with it. But what happens if the government can't fix it? That's when the Fed comes in and they start (laughs) money money printing go. That's basically what's been happening. But when you do that too much, inflation starts to happen. And then you realize that Campbell's fucking can of soup costs 20 bucks. And you're like, holy fucking shit. That's uh, hyperinflation. That's... That's like worst case scenario. Um, so to avoid that, what's very important is that the government government should step up and start helping out the grassroots people, which I already said it in the name, but the, the people, they need to start giving back to the people. They need to give them checks. They need to be able to provide for themselves and circulate money because that's the only way we're going to get out of this in the short term and not just keep fucking printing money through the Fed. Uh in conclusion, on both sides, both sides have very strong arguments. Uh, like, for instance, uh, the people try to um, try to say, hey, fuck, fuck all the big businesses. They, they shouldn't get a bailout. Let them suffer. Yes, that is true if you're being idiot and your uh, debt to revenue ratio is complete trash. You're just a trash bookkeeper. You don't know. Uh, you've just been running full steam on the borrowing money, money side. You're not doing good. Yes, you should fail. But when enough businesses fail, who's going to pick up the tab? Someone has to pick up the tab eventually. Um, that's why I do think it is necessary for some businesses to get small assistance. Not major bailouts like they're asking. Uh, because that, that means um, 
basically what that says if you get a huge bailout because you're being stupid is that the government's like hey you did something idiotic but it's okay we got you no it should be where you do something idiotic you get punished for it like over borrowing leveraging yourself up to your fucking neck you need to be punished for that and of course they would they're gonna feel it in the next couple months if nothing does happen uh on the other side um actually that does that does wrap it up in conclusion i think uh, businesses do need small assistance. Uh, people desperately need help. They desperately need checks every month. They need something to keep them afloat. Not only them, but when the people go under, everything goes under. And I feel feel like people need to, no, not the people, but the government needs to understand that. Um, that's going to wrap it up for today's topic. Uh, mental tip of the day, go out and get some sun, you fuckers. Uh, I know staying inside, um, because that's all you can do. Everything's closed. But go outside. Go to the park. That's what I've been doing. It's been really helping my mental health. It's been helping my skin. Just overall in a better mood uh, going out to the park. You don't have to run. You have to do some fucking bullshit exercises. Just go out for a walk. It's very. It's been very nice out. There's no really excuses. Not very shitty weather. So go doing that. Help your, Do yourself a favor. Um, that's all I have for, for today's session. Thank you for giving me a listen. Hope you learned something new. If you enjoyed what you heard, give me a DM. Uh, Need me questions, feedback, love helping those that want to better themselves. Uh, Again, thank you for listening. And remember, greatness isn't a destination. It's a choice. Enjoy the day. Enjoy the day and go make some money.